0: But thanks so much for coming on the podcast. This is really, really exciting. Um, Is this your first time being on a podcast or? I think so, being on
1: a guest on a podcast, yeah. (laughs) Nice. Okay. Okay. Well, I
0: am looking forward to it. Well, let's dive on in. Welcome one and all to another episode of A Dose of Black Joy and Caffeine. Now, I do want to clarify this is not an entire season. That's not what we're doing, but it's a podcast special. And what I've been doing is I've been chatting with culture heads as well as people that are rooted in pop culture and culture and celebrity culture and so many other things to talk about the best of 2023. Um, speaking of the best of 2023, this individual was one of the best people that I've met this year. Uh, I can't believe that we just met this year. I mean, maybe either that means that the the year was long or short, but um, <laughs> on today's show, we have Christine Lane, who is an experienced events professional with a passion for really developing events that are meaningful, purposeful, really um helping you to either learn something new and or meet someone new that you never met and that's kind of how i like to really sum that up she is currently at ad week as the programming coordinator where she leads social media week for not only uh, the us but also uk commerce week and so many other things. So we're really gonna dive into that background and how she landed there. She currently holds a bachelor degree in corporate communications from Lamar University in Texas. And she was born in Austin, Texas and she made her way on to New York. So with that being said, Christine, welcome to a Dose of Black Joint Caffeine. How are you doing?
1: Yes. Let the audience cop it up. <laughs> I'm doing so well. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here um, again. It was a pleasure meeting you earlier this year. And honestly, like you said, crazy that it was earlier this year. It feels like it just flew by. <laughs>
0: I know. I know. Tell me about it. But, you know, thank you so much. So, I mean, this is 2023. Um, I think that you know, looking at your resume, you've been doing this for some time now, but as we end out the year, what are some of your key takeaways about the future of events, um, event marketing, and just experiential events in general, ending the year? Is there anything like, you know, like you're thinking about that? You're just like, we got to, we got to get, we got to stay on top of this for next year.
1: Yeah, I mean, I will say I've, as I work at events, I attend a ton of events. And I think that just this year and I mean, even before, but now more than ever, I've seen like a lot of cultural moments and like events taking cap on these cultural moments and even brands that have like, um, not even just, for instance, you know, some brands will activate during, uh, during Black History Month or stuff like that and trying to kind of stay on these trends, but they are kind of showing up all the time and always and i think that that's a big takeaway from this year that i'm seeing like brands and events are just like always on par all the time rather than d- just these like random regular cultural moments.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: No, i agree.
0: I agree. I think that it it's also um a lot, it's also opening up things to more opportunities, so i appreciate it. Now, long before um you know, you were doing events, there were so many things that you did in your career um, I wanted to know if you had to come up with a lesson plan for creating the best event. Being that you used to be a substitute teacher, <laughs> how would you create that lesson plan?
1: Honestly, I mean, I in college I did a co- I I worked through an events um, event company in college, so I think that that kind of catapulted me into where I'm at now. Okay. Um, so I think that that was a big a big thing. But before then um my lessons planned were definitely just going to class and trying to trying to graduate but, uh, <laughs> um i think no that 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 uh that it was actually a contractor role which brought me to new york and i'm so grateful for it um the worst job i've ever had in my life to be honest but it brought me to where i am today so it can't it couldn't be that bad i guess um so yeah
0: yeah no, listen, hey, I mean, you know, you have to you have to start somewhere in order to be exactly where you want to be. And um, I mean, you are absolutely killing it at ad Week with the events and I think the attention to detail. So kudos to you.
1: Thank you. You have to go through it to grow through it.
0: <laughs> there you go. I like that. That's the best way to put it. So I mentioned that this is um what we are calling the best of 2023. And with that being said, this has been an awesome year for music. If you had to select two to three albums that came out this year that you're like, "This is an album of the year for sure when you think about two thousand and twenty three which albums are which albums really made your year?
1: Uh, I hate to say this and be so basic, but for all the dogs by Drake. I was just listening to it wow. a <laughs>
0: wow. <laughs> wow, come that, on, you could do better than that.
1: I know, I know. That's definitely one of my top albums from start to finish. I can't skip a song. It's like, I mean, it's just, it's just Drake. And then he dropped the extended version. Like, I just can't stop listening to it. Um, But aside from that, um, I'm a longtime Brent Fayez fan. I feel like I put so many folks on back in college days um, when he was on just doing Sonder. Um, So when he released Larger Than Life, again, that's another album that I stay playing and I can't get away from, but, um, you know, just shows his creativity from where he was at back in the day to now. And uh, he's just killing it, especially with all the um, the samples that he did, Um, like No Scrubs and all that. Um, I just i love brent so that's another good album for sure
0: okay we'll take that drake and brent especially drake
1: (laughs) hands on your
0: knees (laughs) i said what man this has been a good year for sexy red too so you know it is what it is um, so you know, when you think about, I think everything that you've done, you know, to date, you mentioned that you have to go to it to grow to grow through it. and I really, really love that. Um, but going into next year, I don't know if you ever seen the meme of the lady where she has the bricks in the back of her that she's taking the bricks into the new year. It's a meme that they show every year. But my question to you is, if there were three building blocks that you had to take into 2024 to build your foundation for the year, what word would you put on each one of those building blocks?
1: Um, Definitely perseverance. Um, I think that's a huge thing um, in any aspect of your life. Work, personal. Um, I think you always have to persevere, always um, Saying always, always, but yeah. it, it it is it is that serious. Um, I've I've like found myself kind of just talking to myself, not on like any mental things, but just to no, <laughs> no, even if it is that's fine
0: too. There's been a couple of times I'm like Justin, you better get this person. Justin, yeah. you got you to do it sometimes. You got to you better talk to yourself because sometimes no one will. So I'm with that.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and then secondly, um, I'd like to say. Um, I want to say procrastination just because, okay. um, I have to stop <laughs> and so okay. I want to put that to step on it, <laughs> Got I it. Put okay. that on, <laughs> on like a brick to step on it and crush it, not to like bring me through to 2024, but literally to get it out of the way. Um, I found myself kind of, I don't know, as I've just moved forward and, and gotten older, I'm just like, again like listening to my intuition being like look you have to to stop (laughs) um you know that's just me being kind of a little bit hard on myself but um you know getting through it is just getting through it so that's another one and lastly um communication i feel like that is very again uh it's basic but uh, I realized that you can't really get anywhere without communicating. And I feel like I've always kind of took a step back and just, you know, try to listen and try to kind of like take a seat in the uh, take a like a back seat yeah. space. And yeah. to get into the front and to get into the driver's seat, especially, you have to communicate. Um, and that that's not to say like communicate. Like, I mean, it could be communicating for anything, speaking up at your job. Um, speaking up with your friends, you know, if you have a problem or anything like that, but, um, I think that that's a big thing that I need to, one, use as my building block and two, just kind of take it with me. into 2024 and on, um, throughout the rest of my my career and my life. I love that. Well, listen, I mean, you know, Christine, through all that, give
0: yourself some grace and you could definitely give yourself grace because trust me, we have about 12 plus episodes that we've done for this special that I'm doing, (laughs) but you are the first person to respond. So shout out to you. I'm like I don't know if you have an assistant or something but your communication <laughs> is already on with all the other stuff that you're doing. So well, thank you thank you Grace. <laughs> and nobody in the other episodes please don't slide in my DMs uh talking about me. Okay. <laughs> uh so you know we have had an amazing year with the dose of black joy and caffeine. Can you believe I'm almost about to hit 150 episodes and going into next year is season 8. And we've had 33 hey ears to the platform. So really really excited about that. But I love this platform because I'm able to talk to amazing creatives like you and looking at your background, I would love to know your thoughts on how would you identify a great creative collaborator? Because I mean, you not only are you thinking about events, but you're thinking about questions, you're working with creators, you're working with influencers, you're working with brands. And so, you know, for the people listening at home, sometimes when they're not on that production side they don't even know so when you're working with people just in now in your career what's got you saying this is a good collaborator
1: (laughs) um i think that a good collaborator is really somebody who is looking at all aspects of the collaboration or the campaign or whatever it may be I think that some people come in it and they're looking like one track and they're looking like, oh, we just got to get through this or, you know, we got to launch this campaign or we got to we got to get to the finish line. And I think that you kind of have to take a step back and really look at it from every angle. And I think a, a lot of good collaborators are um, folks that do that. Um, you know, they talk to this person, they talk to that person, and they're not the person that's just trying to delegate the task, but they're in all the tasks. And so I feel like I found that for, like, uh, even, I don't know if I've worked with influencers, I've worked with any of these brands, I found that they have really, if they've really done something well, it's because they looked at it from every single angle, and they had a step in every single angle, and every, in every, um, I guess, building block, they that they were, um, you know, integrated in that. And I think that that's a big thing. Um, and yeah i think that that's how you could be a good collaborator looking at it from every angle and taking part in every angle
0: yeah yeah and not just not just kind of making it a one-sided um mm-hmm. action that's taking place so i appreciate that yeah um, as we close out the year um nikki minaj get, just gave us an amazing album I'm not sure <laughs> if you heard it i'm still going through the tracks but something that really stood out to me and i was actually thinking about you with this album not necessarily the songs but you had people talking about that they were going to gag city and and i say that i say i say all that to say though that i think that it really shows the power of ai because everyone was able to create an ai generated version of themselves going to this event so as you think about events for 2024 and you also think about artificial intelligence How are you starting to, I guess, incorporate this into not only your role, but also events? Is it something that you're thinking about that you have done? And if not, and or, excuse me, is it something that we should be afraid of?
1: AI in general, to be completely honest, I will say to give you some background, I had to do an AI-focused virtual event in 2022 Wow. And and again, uh, I'm a programmer. I am not the reporter. I'm not the editor. I'm not in the weeds of like the tech space. But I had to emerge myself into this space well before like ChatGPT and all these things came out. Um, So I was a little scared at first because I'm just like wow, this is a new technology that's doing all these things. And then now 2023, we're here about to go into 2024. And all we hear is AI, AI this, AI that, AI this. And I will say for a lot of the events that I'm already programming for 2024, and even just a couple of events that have happened um, just a few months ago, AI has always been something that we have put on the program. And I will say, I would think it's, to me, I'm like, oh, is it getting exhausted? But then I feel like it's not getting exhausted because then everywhere we hear, we turn our backs, we look up, there's a new chat GPT, there's a new this, there's uh. a new that. And just like you said, Nicki Minaj is bringing us to her party in this AI things like we can't <laughs> get away from it. So I just don't think that it's going anywhere. And again, I was in like, I mean, 2022 is probably not even that early for any tech folks listening. I probably was late in 2022, but I don't think it's going anywhere. I don't think we should be scared of it. I think it's something that we should embrace, um, just like any other technology, smartphones, all these other things. Um, it's something we should embrace and everybody should work with it. It's not. I don't think it's something that's going to take over us as humans, um, but I think it's just something we can use as a, as a stepping tool or a tool. I
0: love that. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. And, you know, I think with that being said, you probably were ahead of it. I mean, I think that, you know, you diving into it because I think we we had the same thing. And I think that we go through this so much in our industry only because there is so much that we have to keep up with. So you really are kind of sitting trying to figure out, OK, what should I invest in? By the way, I'm very happy I did not invest in NFTs. That was not my <laughs> Shout out to my friend Julian Gilliam. He's an amazing NFT artist. I encourage everyone to follow him. But I realized my capacity to be able to keep up with things is like, okay, I'm going to sit this one out and allow an expert to be an expert in that one. So I appreciate it. I appreciate it so um you know 2023 talk about a long year and while we talk with brilliant people such as yourself about the different things that are happening one thing that i love to talk about on this podcast is vacation so you now have reached the segment that i remind people to take your damn vacation days (laughs) what was the last great vacation that you went on
1: oh my gosh i honestly take all my PTO you could ask anybody I <laughs> work with they're like Christine takes her PTO um she on she on, she on
0: slack she on slack so feeling for let me get two of your days man let me get two of your days yeah let me
1: get fortunately for us shout out I we, we have unlimited PTO and oh beautiful it, and they encourage us to use it so that's a good thing um I will say if I can give you two options two two things um yep. I I just recently came from Art Basel, which is my first Art Basel. Um, I was talking to you about that earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, an amazing experience. Um, I had some hiccups on the way there, but I made it. I did the things that I was supposed to do. It was such a great time. Great people. Obviously, the art was amazing. Um, I know. I-, I was so
0: sad when you hit me <laughs> up. I was like, crap. I'm like, I'm not able to. I was like, dang, if you're going, this must be a good year because, <laughs> yeah, man.
1: No, it was such a good time. Again, I'm definitely going to go in 2024. So, nice. anyway. So I'll have to see you there, hopefully. Um, And then um, overseas or abroad, I went to London for social media week, which was cool. I did another, um, I did, I moderated another panel with the CMO of Pepsi, which was amazing. Um, And then I stayed in London for a little bit and then I took myself to Portugal. I went to Lisbon and Porto, solo travels. I've been doing that all, um, all 2023 and I hope to continue in 2024, but it was just amazing experience. Um, just the culture of the, the, both of the cities, um, you know, Lisbon's a little bit more city-esque, kind of like New York, obviously not as grand, but, um, and the Porto was a small city that I kind of could walk around and I'd see the same things, but just the folks were so nice. I didn't know any Portuguese, but everybody was super helpful. Um, and just a great time and also a great workout because it's a ton of walking.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I can already, listen, I can already imagine, but, um, but I mean, that sounds amazing. And yeah, those are two great recommendations, like I said, uh, whether you have unlimited PTO and or, um, you know, you wanna go out of the country, I think that's important. So now you are in the big city of New York. You have (laughs) traveled, you have made it. Um, I mentioned, you know, I used to live in Dallas, Texas. I actually lived there for four years. And um, I also um, did a ton of events in like Austin as well as Houston. But no matter how much I stay in the Bay Area, uh, Texas is always a part of my heart. Do you miss Texas?
1: <laughs> Honestly, I miss Texas because my family and also I have two nephews who are high school and middle school, and I kind of just miss watching them grow up. Um, That's the main thing. The probably the main aspect I miss of that. I do also miss kind of like just this very like suburban life. Everybody's driving. Like I don't have to worry about walking in my heels down the train stairs and up the train steps. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think that's like something kind of like very small but I think it's a, a thing that I do miss about the, about the uh, Austin or Houston in general. Um but I will say nothing is like New York City. I love New York. Um I'll, every time I come home my family is like are you going to go back and I just don't see myself being in Austin or being in Texas in general. Um I think New York is where I'm where I need to be just because of the fast pace and just all of the the cultural things going on here and they're always there's always something to do here um not to say it's not always something to do in austin but in the space that i'm in in the industry that i'm in new york just really makes sense yeah no
0: that makes sense especially just when it comes to um you know having that rigor there um you know to where it's like oh my goodness to your point Um, It sounds like so many words. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but life is easy, a little easier in Texas, I think, maybe because of the setup. And, you know, New York, you definitely do have that. Like, I'll I'll never forget just being like, why is it taking me so long to get almond milk and get home and put this not even home, but get to the hotel and put it in the refrigerator? And I was like, oh, no. So shout out to you and shout out to everyone (laughs) in Los Angeles, because me do. I know I can't do it. I'm not strong. I'm not strong, Christine. you got it. So <laughs> you are it, strong.
1: Don't say that.
0: <laughs> if, no, no, listen, know thyself, know thy one. I am not strong <laughs> enough. I am not strong enough to do it. Um, but I think that you know, it's really, really great. And also I think it's an amazing reminder. Um, I always say that this podcast is a mix of corporate executives that listen to brands, to creators, to people that are actually in college that are just getting started. And, um, you know, now, uh, sitting in your current role at ad week and also doing events, I'm sure that you probably research other events, logistics, different things that are happening. What advice would you give to someone that is saying, Hey, I would love to have her job.
1: Um, I think that one, just from, you know, just kind of the, the, the base of it is immerse yourself into events. And again, taken back to looking at every angle like mm-hmm. I really I don't know we were at karaoke or something the other night with my company and I was like the air is coming right down on our food like this is not a perfect space for food And they're like well you're such an events person like I didn't even think of that but it's because I, I look at every I'm thinking about everything even though you know I'm I'm doing I'm doing all these things you just kind of have to really be looking as an events person at every single crack and crevice of, of the space and also just of the industry and trends and and the, and themes of like the, of the year especially 2024 going into it as, as I had to before um, mm-hmm. I think that that's a big thing for somebody who wants to get into the events industry immerse yourself in events and kind of just make mental notes of things at events like I'm always leaving from events being like they should have done this this was great but they should have done this or they could have done that so I think that's a big thing and I, I think that I've, I also did that especially in my um, contractor role when I was in college um, and that's probably what got me the job here um so that was that I think that that's like a base thing but also networking everybody always says this but it is very true and that's another reason why I'm in New York City is because networking is a huge thing and again I would have never met you if I didn't speak up or if I didn't (laughs) like if I you know you just have to get get with the right folks um and that's easy to say I know that but (laughs) 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 <laughs> if <you> do, <laughs> but if you do take, again, that kind of just goes back to the, my first point is, if you go to these events, you start talking, that's networking. Yes, you're having fun. You do, you're do. You you maybe sipping on a cop- cocktail maybe having a chicken wing, whatever you're doing. But yeah. talk to these folks, ask people what they're doing. Um, I think that that's, again, goes back to communication that I said before. Um, it's a huge thing. And I kind of felt myself at first when I moved here, quiet. I would just go to events, just go home. Like, yeah, that was a great time. But I didn't do anything with that and so now days i'm i go to a lot of things by myself and i think it's i'm, I'm always just talking um so sorry to any folks that i've talked your head off but um, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> i think that that's a big thing um going to events and just networking communication talk to folks um get to know folks and linkedin that's always a great thing as well
0: yeah absolutely beautifully said and i mean you know i um I, I think you bring up a good point of just uh, also allowing it to be natural you know what i mean because mm-hmm. uh, even me meeting you it felt like i was talking to my cousin i don't know maybe I'm- <laughs> <laughs> i was like she's dope um, but, you know i think that that's just a makeup and i think that it's also great advice because especially i think there's this new generation to where i i actually did go to an event very obvious this person's like gen z like like core like starter gen z college and as he is talking to me um he's handing me his cell phone with his instagram telling me oh yeah man follow me while he's like looking for the next person to talk to and i'm like i pulled him aside like because i'm the big homie now we got some grades so we're good (laughs) like this is i said you don't i said don't i said don't do it like this i said i don't know nobody else gonna tell you that so this is not a good look so you bring that up
1: well shout out to you for being the og because <laughs> that, is, that is true like at least yeah. be intentional I think you have to be intentional not you I don't I don't think you have to be intentional um, yeah. when you're in in our spaces and otherwise people will call it out and good for you for calling it out
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely so um I, you you know you mentioned sipping cocktails and so fun fact if anybody didn't know you are a, a barista uh you know with your cocktail concoctions um how did that get started with you making cocktails and then also can you kind of give us a recipe to sit on for the weekend yeah yeah for
1: sure i it first started to be honest in the pandemic um i was with a a friend and we are huge cocktail connoisseurs like our big thing before the pandemic was always going out and just finding a good cocktail bar um Like we're not a Wells drinks folks. Like don't get me wrong. I will do a tequila soda if that's all that's there. But I do love a, I know. a Well's. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I now know. I'm
0: kind of nervous at cans or at something to even ask you for a drink. I'm be like, so are you? You having a good time? <laughs> like, I do gave me this old basic drink. No,
1: no, no. I am not that like sickler. I just like a craft, craft made cocktail, and especially if I'm at yeah, home. Yeah. I know I can make it. So I think yeah. that was um, it, crazy enough. I remember like vividly, we were sitting on the couch and um, she actually was an influencer and she was kind of trying to think of some other things to, especially, you know, and during the pandemic, people were yeah. all trying to figure out like what can we, as content when we can't go out and about and do things. And I was like, well, we love cocktails. We already make them at the house. Um, so why don't we just turn this into a reels? And that's also when reels kind of like popped off. Um, and I was like, why don't we just start doing reels of cocktails, very simple. We don't even need to have our face in it. Let's just pour, pour it up, put the ingredients on the screen. We can make some simple ones, which we start off with. And then we started getting into some intricate cocktails and we did like a 25 days of Christmas things like that just to kind of and it honestly made her grow followers which is crazy and then when they started doing yeah it was it was wow. great it was she was like wow this is a great idea and i was like i I didn't want to put it on my story, my channel, because I was just like, I don't, I'm not an influencer, and I didn't want it to like fall flat because I thought it was a really good idea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we put it on her channel, and then, honest, um, once they let the collaborator um, happen on Instagram, like the collaboration option, um, we started doing the collaboration option. So then they showed up on my my account, so that's why you see them on my account now. Um, but yeah, I it was honestly just uh a pandemic idea and then it yeah. uh, I won't say that we started it but I do really think that I didn't see this idea until like we started taking off and then we're like oh wow um so anyways but yeah,
0: it was beautiful. you have people I mean people are copying you and also too the photography was really good I don't even know if it was just the iPhone I don't know but I think that it's really really good content I'm oh, um, thinking.
1: yeah we just use an iPhone and we just use like a, a ring light and plain back plain white background and we tried to add a little razzle dazzle with some uh you know some like um just additional like lemons limes whatever things um but uh and to your second point um a good cocktail that you guys could make my favorite cocktail which again i was at art basil and it was open barred and you know everybody's getting the basics which is not a bad yeah. thing it's not a bad thing <laughs> everybody likes their everybody likes their own sip but for yes. my sip which most folks always have ingredients and i always tell people like i'm a gin drinker and they're like oh my god gin but i promise you if you mix gin with the right things and these two simple ingredients make the best cocktail you could ever make um it's uh, called a bee's knees and it's, it's simple gin lemon and honey if you don't have honey which at the bar they told me they were like we don't have honey i was like so okay what? well no i was like i saw i was like you have agave right there oh use that but you can use simple syrup as well you just need a okay. little sweetener because That's- it needs to it needs to cut that bite of the gin which everybody's scared of it needs to cut that bite of the gin and also any cocktail that has a um a citrus to it also cuts that bite of the liquor so those two things cancel out the that stinging of the gin shake it up real quick pour it over uh i like all my cocktails served up because I don't like to rush, be rushed to sit my cocktail and I don't like to get water down. But yeah. um, if you serve it up, if not, serve it on the rocks. It's amazing cocktail. Simple. Like throw a little lemon in there, make it look pretty. But again, three ingredients, gin, lemon, honey or whatever sweetener you have. Wait, and served up means with no ice, right? Or- yeah, served up is like in a coupe or in a martini glass. Um, basically, yeah, with no ice. A sipper. Yep. <laughs>
0: listen shout out to you i am with it definitely um i may have to get your address after this because i may have something i need to send you uh because i didn't know you were into cocktails as much but that's pretty dope so you all heard it here first and also of course i have to be responsible drink responsibly and if you are 20 under 21 you already know what the deal is just end the episode right now um now, now um you know when people come on this podcast i always say that you know, it's called A Dose of Black Joy and Caffeine, and everyone's like, oh, So I had someone actually say, hey, dose, or hey, they call me joy. And I'm like, I'm actually the caffeine because I'm quite extra. But the <laughs> guest, anyway, if you had to give a dose of anything to our listeners that are listening before 2024 that you think we need a dose of that's missing, whether that's in culture and business and this quirky industry that we work in, what would you like to give people a dose of?
1: Mm-hmm. To be honest, the first thing that comes to mind is, like, a dose of color. Like, mm. uh, and, I, and I say a dose of color as in, like, a dose of color in these companies. All these companies are always showing up trying to say, DEI this, DEI that. Um, You know, we want to invest in, in, in these uh, diverse communities and all these things. But you look at the C-suite. You look at the folks that are there. Where Where are y'all showing up? It's not... Yeah and 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 as you mentioned before authenticity is like the word of 2023 like they're not being authentic with what they're really saying and it's unfortunate because you you go to the event or you go and you see this article written about these companies that are doing all these things and then when I'm researching I'm like but there's nobody of color here so who is giving you these these I, who's giving these insights into these things like where what is it coming from is is it coming from you guys because how 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 do you guys know you have to have some somebody is feeding you this information that's actually from that's actually a person of color or something because and i think i think that that's just um unfortunately it's something that that still is not um you know, uh, being just abreast on in these companies. Um, and I think it needs to be top of the line, especially if they want to be really authentic and be meaningful and all these things, um, is show up where you say, show up let's, let's really see it. And let's not just talk about it. Let's not just come come here just for these one-off things. It needs to be all the time, not sometimes.
0: Yeah, beautifully said. And I, I absolutely agree. I mean, I know one of the first things that I do, whether I'm interviewing, whether I'm working with the brand, whether someone wants to work with even this podcast, even within this podcast, I uh, you'll be shocked at how many just brands and different things I have to turn down. Cause I go to the leadership page and I'm just like, now don't nobody look like they could be my cousin here. What's going <laughs> the- <laughs> on? Which you don't always have to, but at least let the makeup of the company come close to it, you know? So that's super important and uh we'll take that dose. Now, um, you know, Madison Square Garden, I mean, that is just a staple within uh entertainment and mm-hmm. you actually worked at the garden. Can you talk mm-hmm. a little bit about your role and what you did there cuz that's outstanding.
1: Yeah, so I actually crazy enough it was a contract position that I came on for Um, and I was on the content team for actually not even the garden. It was, um, Madison square garden entertainment corp, which was for the sphere out in Las Vegas, which is just recently opened. If you guys are familiar with it, it's that big dome that has, oh yeah, Oh yeah! looking at it. So yeah, so I came on early, early, early before the pandemic. Um, and they even bought brought some folks out of retirement from that have won Emmys and all this stuff. And basically we were, I was on the content side. So we were gonna we were um working on what would be shown in the bowl. So basically anything if any of you any of listeners have seen um any of the shows, I know you two did a show and a couple of other sure. things happened since then. We were working on what it would look like and what are what uh the um the attraction would be for the the attendees um and it was crazy like honestly i the the renderings the um the the treatments that i was working with these big name directors and writers um that were you know have won all these awards um and that was kind of something that really had my eyes open like wow this is big this is not this is not something small like yeah no, the I, garden-
0: saw it, I saw it a month ago actually i was in mm-hmm. uh vegas for uh formula 1 and i i oh I, yeah I saw it, so yeah
1: Oh my gosh, how, how, what did you think of it?
0: Oh, F1 or the or just the which sphere. part? The <laughs> sphere was, um, I just, I, I've never seen anything like that in my life. It's so yeah. hard to describe. And it also shows the power of less is more, mm-hmm. um, only because it's, it's an installation in itself. I was blown away
1: yeah yeah we um you know i worked with with the even the the, uh studio they opened up a studio in la to and they opened up a smaller version of the sphere so they could kind of test out these things because everything was first of its kind from the cameras to the the audio system the speakers to the led lights that that build out what you see Mm -hmm. everything first they made it all just for the sphere and i was just every day i was just sitting in awe like this is really what we're working on this is insane and it's something that now i can't wait to go see although i don't work there anymore i'm excited to go see because i worked on it for a couple years before yeah um so it, it was really cool just to to be you know immersed into what was coming to now
0: Christine, you be getting it done. You be getting it done. You be getting it done. You be trying to be trying to cry here, but that is big. That is a big part of event history. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, YouTube just had something there. It's rumored, rumored, allegedly that Beyonce is talking about doing something there. But um, but I think for anyone to do something there, it instantly just it makes the artists think differently about that experience and just experiences in general. So kudos to you. And I mean, I think um, what you're doing and your involvement today is really extraordinary. Um, So 2024, you know, we look forward to it being another exciting year. You know, we hope within the event space, but I have to ask, Is there something that you have kind of put in place or your thoughts knowing that, you know, during 2021, it was like events went away in the blink of an eye, along with job positions, along with the way we approached it. So how do you, I guess, kind of safeguard what you do um, and or do you think that there's always um, an opportunity to do something in the event space, even if it's not physical?
1: Um. It do i think there's an opportunity to always do something in the event space that's not physical yeah. um from my standpoint or for anybody from anybody's standpoint from
0: anybody's I'm, standpoint yeah
1: yeah 100 percent. i think there's always something for somebody to do in the event space even if it's not physical again it kind of goes back to what i was saying like having like coming to these events and even if you're not at the event or it's something that you've seen that's coming afloat like um i don't know for instance culture con or something like that um if you kind of have like an idea or something i think it's always good to go to these folks and speak to it and again that's not a physical thing but if you have some idea it's good to go and talk to these folks and kind of just maybe just put it on their plate because a lot of people have so many great ideas like i talk to so many people and i'm just like wow that's a great idea you're not in the event space but that's something that I could utilize in my in my role. Um, so I think that yeah reaching out to these folks um, and it's just an email so it's not physical so yeah. or, or, or a LinkedIn message well I'm always LinkedIn messaging or DM people sorry to everybody I DM <laughs> <laughs> hey.
0: That's the way to do it. Listen, that is the way to do it. So, you know, I'm sure target audience is really, really big when you're thinking of this event. You also mentioned that you worked on uh, content as well as strategic planning. So I know you're very familiar with audience building. Mm -hmm. But just overall in general, like I said, I have brands as well as marketers that are always trying to reach this this particular demographic. What is the best way to reach Gen Z? The
1: best way to reach Gen Z, honestly... (sighs) Listen, like, I feel like people just think they're like, oh, like cargo pants and TikTok dances, like, that's all Gen Z is about. And it's like, no, they have a lot of other things going on. And I think that Gen Z really is the the, the um, kind of folks that are speaking up quicker than any of these other back baby boomers or anything like that. Like, they're really speaking up. And that's like, again, when you see them on TikTok, like they call people out (laughs) and they will sew up and they will sew out. And I think that it's really for them to be heard. And I think that a lot of these Gen Zers have really good insights and outlook on a lot of trends and things that are going on in the community and life and every, every, and, and jobs. And I think it, and the big thing for them to be heard because they are shaping they are the new consumer, which we call which we call them at Adweek. like they are the new consumer. and if you want to um if you want to reach the new consumer, you need to listen to them, you know yeah, and I don't think that folks are I, I'm not saying that nobody's listening, but I think that people just try to. Reach them with, I don't know, a product or something that they saw, saw that they like, something like that, something very simple. But I think that if you really listen, you can attract these Gen Z folks with a quickness. Like I think it just yeah. to them.
0: Yeah. And not just be um, not just be so reactive because you're absolutely yeah. right. I would never forget one time being in a room of, and it's fine. Like I get it, trust me. I have Gen Z uh cousins as well. But I'll never forget, we were talking about, it was something that we were doing at TikTok. I will not say the brand because, you know, relationships. But but we were all maybe, it's like 35 and above. And I'm just sitting in the room like, can we bring in X? That's literally what I said. It's this guy, you know, that's amazing. All right, shout out to you, X, if you're listening. And I said, you know, he's 24 just for, I said, can we bring him in? Like, why are we... You know, so sometimes I think listening, you're absolutely mm-hmm. right, That's what you have to do. But of course, everybody wants to have that hot, flashy idea that comes to life or they want to be the problem solver, but you're not going to solve anything if you're not listening. So I appreciate that, that you brought that up.
1: Yeah, 100 percent, for sure.
0: So we're calling this show the best of 2023. When you think about Black culture in general, are there any moments in 2023 that come to mind for you that you will never forget that happened this year
1: oh my gosh yes okay um first top of mind rihanna's halftime show i forgot that happened this year i know honestly i thought about it and i was like that was that 2023 am i gonna say this incorrectly no rihanna's halftime show was insane like i i i won't even say that i'm a diehard rihanna fan i love rihanna don't get me wrong but i'm not I won't say that I have a lot of her music downloaded. I, it's not something that I'm listening to, but I just love Rihanna. And anyways, I she had us gags. She yeah. had the, everybody gags. I know that some people probably were like, oh, like Rihanna for the halftime show, but then she showed up and she showed out. And then her reveal of her being pregnant at the Super Bowl is insane. Like that was crazy. <laughs> and then she's on a freaking She's like up on a platform, and she's pregnant, and she's like doing her whole thing. And I'm just like, first of all, I would be freaking out. And she's doing yeah. it also by herself. And I was just like, yo, this is like pretty insane. Like it was great choreography. Um, it, it was just a killer halftime show. And it's it a had, moment in history. Yeah, it was a moment. I, everybody, I, I feel like everybody from kids to grandmas and grandpas, they were all like, oh, is this pregnant lady? hundreds of thousands of feet in the air and just getting it. She's, she was getting it. And then it was just, it was amazing. I think that that was, that was definitely um a, a very big cultural moment. Um, And then one other thing I want to mention that's more a little bit like heartfelt um, Haley Bailey and Little Mermaid. That
0: yeah.
1: was, uh, I will say, I cried my eyes out at the theater. Like I am not even like a simpy girly, but I definitely was just like, wow. Like this is just such a big thing for kids to see, even myself to see growing up, like you don't, you never really saw. Um, I will say, like a lot of, for her, The Little Mermaid, if it was back in the day when I was growing up, that would have just went on Disney Channel. They wouldn't yeah. have put that in the theaters. They didn't put uh, Cinderella with Brandy in the theaters. They didn't put 17 Again with Tia and Tamara Mowry in the theaters. They remade that with Zach Efron and then they put it in the theaters, but they didn't put that, you know, you just didn't, you, people like us weren't seeing ourselves as main stage characters, or just like the the, the main person of the whole um, the whole entire movie. Um, and for them to also cast a black woman for Ariel, when obviously everybody knows it as a red-haired white woman, which don't get me wrong, it's not a bad thing, but we need to see other folks because nobody, Little Mermaid is a fictional character. It could be anybody, she could be anything. Yeah. She could be Hispanic, she could be Asian. Um, She could be anything and for them to have chosen Hailey Bailey was amazing. Obviously, she's great. She killed it. Um, And yeah, I think that was a big cultural moment just for for everybody.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Those are definitely two. And also, you know, really, really unfortunate, you know, and obviously, like, you know, time, you can't predict certain things. But, um, you know, the writer's strike, I think, really paused a lot of that. But at least I feel like that movie was able to still have its moment. Mm -hmm. on the red carpet i remember being like i can't remember but i was traveling i can't either i think i was traveling from new york to maybe l.a and this was like a heavy travel period time for me but i'll never forget it feeling like a seamless promotion no matter where i went i was seeing promotion of the little mermaid along with her voice with the visuals at the same time where i was going and i was like oh disney did this right i was like you know Disney actually really, really did that right. And then with Rihanna, um, I mean, that, you and you keep on even saying pregnant and it's like, and it's still, it still even hasn't dawned <laughs> on me that was great doing all that because it was so much. And I thought she was just kind of like doing a, doing like a dance move with her stomach. And I'm like, right? oh, that's kind of cool. I like the way they have it. But no, mama was up there, you know, kid and all. So those are great. Are you looking forward to Usher's halftime show?
1: Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. I got to I I didn't get to see Usher's res- residency this year, which I'm so sad about. But I did get to see Usher this year. I got to see him at um, Dreamville Fest in Raleigh, North Carolina. No. And out to J. Cole and all of them um, and killed it, like insanely killed it. So I can only imagine how great his residency is. So uh, the, the halftime show, he's, he's going to. He's going to rock it and I can't wait to see it. That's going to be amazing. And which I can't even believe that that's a couple months from now. Um, So, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm yeah, so excited.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's literally up there. I mean, I've, I'm always interested in the set list because, I mean, I'm always thinking like, okay, well, what songs, like what songs are they going to land on? So, um, I'm really excited to see that. Oh, this has been such a treat having you on the podcast. Uh, before you get out of here, are there any final words that you would love to say to our listeners at home? And or is there anything that you can share with us that's coming up? Obviously, I know NDAs and confidentiality. And so don't we want you to keep your job here.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, No worries. Um, I think that one in 2024, just my words of advice to anybody is show up and show out. Everybody yeah. show up and show out. We're not in these like pandemic, iffy times anymore, show up, show out in every aspect, your life, your personal life, your personal life, your work life, Um, show up and show out. That's a really big thing that everybody should work on and try to do. And that's what I'm also trying to do in 2024. And then um, just some like background for what I'm working on. I'm working on Social Media Week again, U.S., um, it's gonna be in New York this year, or we were in TWA, so that was a little bit further out. But we'll be in the city this year. Um, I'm working on a big headliner, um, so I'm super excited for that. So if you guys can come to Social Media Week, that's gonna be April 9th through eleventh. Um, I'm we also are there. Yes, I know Justin's gonna be there. I'm definitely gonna reach out to him for some other things. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> insider for Justin, he didn't know that yet. Um, But yeah, Social Media Week, I think that's the biggest thing that I'm working on. I'm super excited about it. uh, And I've already got some really good folks on the program. So um, if any of you folks are in New York, or if you have the chance to come to New York in April, please do. It'll be amazing. um, And I would love to meet anybody in person. Awesome, thank
0: you so much. Christine Lane, thank you so
1: much for coming on the show. Um, I always like
0: to, like I say, think that this show that I have with each person is a, a piece of your history. And so I cannot wait to see what you'll be doing in the next five to 10 years because this is definitely only the beginning. But shout out to you and we're glad to have you in the room. Thank you all once again for listening to another episode. As always, stay safe, drink a ton of water, and remember that you deserve a dose of black joy and caffeine. Until next time, Justin is out. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.